Nick, I like that you have your sheet up behind you again. Like you're 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 in the Taliban cave. The jihad is alive. <laughs> it's just a red uh, piece of fabric. I missed the tarp. That was my favorite. When you had the tarp up behind you. <laughs> Never had a tarp. I just had just my actual photography stuff up. Just cutting off journalists' heads and sending videos. It's not. It's not red colored. It's red from staining. <laughs> Welcome to the Spin Dash Retro Gaming Podcast. Prepare yourself for the joy of classic gaming. Fire straight into your delicate little ear holes. Fire away. You boys ready to fucking party? Yeah. Two weeks, man. Dude, dude, dance. What day is uh? What day is it fall on? Is it the twenty third of April? Yeah, he's Dan's getting his get, second dose. He's going to get his second dose. You watch it. He's going to be down for the count on his bachelor party. <laughs> I, I told him that. I'm like, dude, are, are you sure you want to do this then? He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm like, all right, man. You know, I've given him like, like what my, my parameters. I'm like, what is, what is, what are my limits? Like X, Y, Z. He's, he's good. With what, what happened with mine? I didn't get parameters. No, fuck you. You, <laughs> I wasn't your best man, so I just won it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had this mental image of like, and I know it's going to be a fairly tame endeavor. I don't think he wants to go crazy, but can you just imagine like Dan at a strip club getting the chills and he's just feverish and all these girls are just grinding on him as he's as he's going down for the second COVID shake? <laughs> he just kind of like faints a little bit. <laughs> My favorite memory of Dan is at your bachelor party, Matt. Where he's literally he- checking his checkbook and his bank statements of how much <laughs> money he spent the night before. <laughs> like first thing he did, just he had, swearing. He opened, he's just looking at his, his everything. He's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck!" Like, what? <laughs> yeah, because we got those VIP booths, and Dan, I don't know, man. Like, I was wasted. I don't know what I did. I I didn't know back exactly in- what you did. <laughs> Back in those days, like I could work as much overtime as I wanted. So for both of your bachelor parties, I had a stack of cash, and I was like, "Yep." What I liked um, was when was when Dan wrote me a check the next day for or for I don't know what. Oh, that was yours. Never mind. That was different. That was yours. He wrote me a check, but he was so hungover he filled out the check wrong. It was worthless. <laughs> like your bachelor party was stupid though, because again, in my phone. The order of my camera roll is like stripper, 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 Dan's screwed up check, baby. Like that's <laughs> literally how if you follow the order of my phone, it's just like, oh man, this dude went to a strip club, spent some money, wound up with a baby. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, I saw that to- I saw it has April 23rd date and I just started laughing. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, this is gonna be bad news. I'm worried because like that that when that kid goes down, he doesn't rebound. Nope. You know, like Matt, Matt, you can rebound. I can rebound pretty well. Nick, Nick can sweat it out for like three hours and then he's fine. Yep. Um, I endure, I, Dan, I'm like, oh, go, go, go. Okay, we're good. Yep. Matt, I just got to punch him in the stomach every like six years. And boot he's and fine. rally. Matt's. I do like a good boot and rally. That's that's important. You don't boot and rally like you, Matt? My kid. My son can boot and rally. That's that's good. That's a good man. Yeah. Because he like threw up at twice going to John's house. 
<laughs> once yeah. there, once back. But he played. <laughs> he he played like he was. He's there the whole time and did it when he came back. But he pretty much puked. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Let's just go yeah. about and do whatever thing. He's he seemed all right. I I set up I set up the fatty. The fatty. Where is it? Oh, he got his fatty. Fat TV. Did you get and your memory card yet? No, tomorrow. Oh, I actually get to do a, a pickup today too. <laughs> well, do, Nick, do you want to? Do, do you want to? Do you want to welcome us in? Hey, bring let's us bring this in, guys. Ooh. Nice spiking mic. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Spin Dash Retro, where we talk about how John is a cheater and always will be a cheater. <laughs> Uh, today episode, we're going to be going over game cheats and game GD and other uh, cheating peripherals. John? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say yes, because I, I am unashamed of my uh, creative ways on how to beat video games. <laughs> it's the power uh, button. I won. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going over some cheats, boys. Some cheats and things that helped us uh, the make games better. I think it wasn't like Game Genie's like uh, thing. Like play Enhance, the way you want to play. Enhancement. Enhancement. Play the games you want to play. How you want to play them. You know, we'll talk about uh, the infamous and most famous uh, codes and how cheats have affected games and why were cheats actually in games to begin with. Um, but before that, boys, are you drinking tonight? And what are you drinking? Uh, John, you want to show some pride before I embarrass everyone? I have a apple cider and whiskey. Um, had some apple cider for my kid's party. And it tastes quite, pretty good with, with some whiskey in there. Some birthday ap- apple cider with some whiskey, huh? Yes, sir. I have a cup of straight vodka. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's it's water. I'm I've I'm very boring tonight. I know. Wow. I'll have to drink double next time, but I figured I would take it easy tonight so that I'm not in pain tomorrow. So I guess I'm drinking for two tonight. Yeah, well, don't worry about it, because the next time we record, it'll, John will be leading the show and I'm just gonna get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Slurring my words, talking about John's game. Oh yeah. Well, because I needed that sound, so I now have cracked open two PBRs. Bub. So I'm drinking water, right? Bub. Bubs. It's plural now. He's got two. <laughs> Anyone have pickups this week or last week since we've been on? I came very... I have none. I came very close to buying a recap kit for my Game Gear. I mean, it's like six bucks. And I'm going to buy a couple batteries to fix my Game Boy games that the batteries are dead. Ever since the Xbox, I've been kind of in like a, well, maybe I could solder this. Well, maybe I could solder that. So the Game Gear is next. It you're getting ballsy I'm not gonna, now. I'm not going to stop until I burn through a board like John. Like that's that's the end yep. game. Punch right through that Wii board, man. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and I can always find a new Wii for John too, pretty quickly. Oh, I have three of them. I know, but if you yeah, burn through them all, four. I can find you another one. Yeah, four of them. Yeah. Uh, um, I just have to go to dirty old town next to me, find some more janky video game stuff. Yeah. So I actually had three pickups, but and- I got Sonic Two. All right. Sonic 1, then Matt's uh, Bane, uh, 112 in one eight, 16-bit cartridge. Ah! Okay, You okay. just put that in your Genesis, and the Genesis starts to, like, dissolve. I it's actually... Just, I, I, they're all on fire. They all, <laughs> all tested, all work. So... All, all work. M- 
My understanding, and this could be like internet myth, and you could come back and say you're an idiot. Fine. Yeah. But the old consoles are designed to run on five volts. Mm-hmm. And all the chips are designed for five volts. Mm-hmm. Well, all like the, the chips that they put stuff in now, they're all like 3.3 volts. So you've got this like voltage mismatch on all these like really cheap, you know, AliExpress Chinese knockoff games that you that you get like that. Mm-hmm. So eventually over time that can wear down your your Genesis or the cart. One of the two will fail. Something in the Genesis will or something in the cart will because that voltage mismatch. So burn that fucking thing. <laughs> sell it to some sell it as is on eBay, like like all the rest do. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you can do, probably. <laughs> or I might just keep it in the collection just for the sake of having it there. But I mean, you know how much it cost me for each game? Five bucks. Two dollars. One dollar. A buck fifty. Actually, a buck forty-eight per game. They paid him to take it. Yeah. And this was it from a Goodwill? Nope. This was a, uh, a Bull Moose of all things. Wow. <clears throat> it was good. And actually, the first thing I did, so let's bring it back to the codes, was when I played uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, I uh, did that code up, down, left, right, A star at the same time. So it was, it was fun. It was, it, it brought down, brought back a lot of memories just cause it was the first game I had and it really had and everything. So, but I went down a rabbit hole researching this episode for us. <laughs> I, like, I did not know how, zero. I didn't know how far cheats really integrated and why they became the way they were. All right. Where do we draw the line here, fellas? What is cheating? Is it? It depends on where your morals stand. I think. Nick, what about stealing in uh, Link's Awakening? <laughs> That's not cheating. That's a that's part of the game. <laughs> you just labeled. Well, by that definition, my dad has absolutely zero morals. <laughs> None. None. Not even any amount of morals. I. He's the guy that plays solitaire. And he'll sit there and he'll keep hitting the H key for hint. And it's like, dude, what's the point of playing solitaire if you're just going to keep hitting the H key? And his line is always, well, it wouldn't let me do it if I wasn't supposed to do it. (laughs) So it's not cheating. your first cheat like the first cheat code you use or like that is you i because i remember mine um like what game was it or or did you actually use cheating john don't deny it oh super nintendo game genie star wars super star wars that makes sense that game sucked dude that was hard for a (laughs) seven-year-old what about you well, I guess here's my question is, how are we going to define cheating? Because I remember my first, uh, I would say, bout of cheating. I cheated playing pinball. So back in the day, we had a pin- the same pinball machine that's out that yep. I have now. Yeah. Um, they got it right around the time I had chicken pox and I was a little kid. My dad would go off to work. And I'd be home fucking around with the pinball machine. I don't know how I did it because I, 
I must have been a smart kid and just got gradually dumber. I'm like the Benjamin Button of intelligence. But <laughs> I figured out how to punch in your own high score. There's like a certain combination that if you hit like this white button and you, you're dicking around on the inside of the pinball machine, you can set the high score. So I did that. And then I told dad that I beat his high score while he was at work. And I raised the score to this like offensively high number. So like <laughs> he spent days. He was bullshit that I beat his high score on his pinball machine. And then he, I, he eventually caught me, you know, because he would beat me. He would beat my offensively high score because he'd spend days playing it. And then I'd just yeah. go and I'd hit the button the next day and crank it up above it. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> for me, it was for uh, the Sega Genesis Sonic the Hedgehog, the first one. Up, down, left, right, A start at the same time. And Level I was also to, and I was and I was also today years old, where I found out a de, the debug menu for Sonic the Hedgehog. I With the C that, button, I, I learned that today too. Huh. I was like, wait, right. what? I was like, how did I? I mean, I, the other one is just literally a level select, and you can hear uh, different music for each stage. Um. But that was my first code. I learned it from uh, a. Let's see what grade it was in. I think I was in like second or third grade when I learned that. Now I gotta ask you because I was thinking about this. Mm. Did you learn it on the playground? Was that a big deal for you as it was for me back in the day? Codes on the playground. So it wasn't yeah. on the playground. It was on the school bus. Yes. Okay. So it was. It was actually. It was weird. As a kid, that was actually great. Old. Uh, Older uh, grade ahead of me, um, and he actually shared my name, Nick, as well. Was this kind of All funny? Right. Um, I always thought he was really one of those because he was older, an older grade or a couple grades ahead. I always uh, thought he was a really cool guy. And he's like, "Yeah, hey, you like Sonic?" I'm like, "Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite, one of my favorite games." He's like, "Here's a code: up, down, left, right, A star at the same time." And literally, it's for whatever reason, it is stuck in my head the whole time. And I couldn't. And it was, he told me at like a, the first school bus trip going into school, but for some reason I just kept it in my head going. And I couldn't wait to get home to use it. And I was like, "Whoa, I can beat Sonic now!" Because I never beat Sonic as a kid. I mean, it was like I get all the way to like the Star Zone, and as far as I always got, no, yeah. I get I get actually to scrap, scrap, and I just never could beat go scrap. Like, oh, cool! I get it. get to the final. I remember just running down like, yeah, yeah, running. Then he hit this uh, Robotnik in the cylinders, and I still got a game over because I didn't fucking collect all the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, that's optional. That's optional. But I just remember that was my first one. And, you know, like you guys, I do remember the Game Genie as well. Um, I remember my first Game Genie Genie was actually not for Super Nintendo. It was for the Nintendo. Yeah. So I just... I, I loved... There's something that like kids nowadays aren't, they're just not going to have that experience that we have because the internet exists. Like you're not going to have that code culture where, you know, you dart out at recess and everyone's out there and like the rumors are spreading like, oh, did you know that if you punch in this, 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 you can do this. And of course, there's always some dipshit asshole who's lying, making up stuff. You know, <laughs> well, I, heard, I heard from my cousin that you could get this if you punch and you know, you go home like, you know, I remember back in the day, like in Final Fantasy three. Because I used to rent that all the time. Like, oh, did you know if you did this, 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 like General Leo wouldn't die. So you'd yeah. spend like days trying to like do the super secret cheat thing. I mean, 
facts and, and fiction like spread around the playground like wildfire when it came from, when it came to codes. It was like such My a friend, weird time. Yeah, he told me there was a naked lady if you watched the whole intro of Final Fantasy III. <laughs> so, so you watched it on repeat for hours. Lotion and lotion the side, waiting. I was, waiting. I was ten, man. I didn't know that stuff yet. You just just watching scrambled porn because you can't get the just channel staring. in. <laughs> in Final Fantasy, uh, what was another one? We, I remember trading like Mega Man codes after the level. Like yep. you know those ones where you beat the level and it gave you the code that you needed. Yep, writing them down in a notebook, taking that to school, and kids would copy it. Well, and Matt, you, you brought up a good point. Like, kids won't know the use of codes. Like, I don't think any games really use it. They don't use because they're all online now. So, like, you, you're playing online with someone else. So, there's no real cheating or game enhancement to be put in there. Oh, especially like, in these go, games. These games that you have, like, purchase things, you know, or there's, like, achievements or rankings and stuff like that. You can't cheat. They're designed in a way. I mean, I guess you can find ways to glitch things or something, but yeah, but, but it's cheating not the same, like, like what we had. Yeah, it's not like the same like where before you start the game, you type it, you uh, pound in this pass code or this code like in there. Like in Sonic the Hedgehog, you put in a demo, you could go into the sounds and play each sound and you get unlock to have supersonic immediately or something like that. They don't know that. But do you know why codes were entered in? Well, re- regale us. Codes were not for our amusement. Our, our were not initially made for our amusement or our, you know, ability to there. But it was actually made for uh, game testers, so hmm. yeah. they could actually go through the level. And the game testers are not going to be like, oh yeah, this is easy cake. They're going to need assistance as well. But they would use those codes to be like multiple lives or invincibility just so they could play around in that level a lot longer and find if there it was any bugs so they could say hey you have a problem here hey you have a problem here so the person can go back in and fix the code and what happened was someone just ended up leaving you know the code in and it was just like almost a happy accident finding the debug menu um, but that's initially what they were now how what do you, when do you think the first that's why i found skimming going through the internet when do you think the first code w- was? I mean, I I would guess that they go back as early as early computing PCs, but like literally, my mind stops at the NES. You know what I mean? I, I I'm I'm sure there were like I mean, there hidden things on the Atari or stuff like that. I just don't know of any. Yeah. So I guess the first one that I found was, and I'm sure if our listeners are listening, uh, our parents. Computer, yeah, our parents. <laughs> computer space in 1971. Um, by holding two buttons down on the left, you could start the game with a top score of 14. That was apparently Ooh, the first. The riveting. First, <laughs> yeah, that was apparently the first thing. Uh, other one, I guess, Man- uh, Manic Miner. We type in 6031769. The legend slash or rumors was it was a developer Matt Smith's phone number or part of his driver's license. I think I remember coming across that. Hmm. And before, like, you know, the Konami code and stuff like that. There'd be a system called poke. Did you catch any of this, Matt? Do you f- find any of this? I, I, like I stumbled upon poke here and there, but I can't remember what exactly it stood for. Other than I think it was like they would go into the code and just dick with it. Right. That's exactly what it was. This for the eight bit games. They'd actually just go in, dick with the code. 
like they'd enter in this so you'd have X, Y, Z for like ability. The person going and dicking with the code, it was doing what Game Genie, Game Shark, and the other peripherals were already doing, well, would be doing. So it actually was right before that stuff came out right before, you know, Game Genie did. I think the one of the most famous of these uh, codes is the Konami code. Anyone know it? Oh, yeah. John, John, yeah. yeah do you know it, John? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see uh, if he's legit. I used it on um, one of my Konami, like, Game Boy shoot 'em up, like Gradius. Yep. I don't know if it was actually Gradius. I can't remember the title, but it was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start. Close. There's no select. Yeah. Oh, okay. No select. Just start. Yeah. And what I love about this code, one is, 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 like Matt, you and you already know it. You probably use it quite a bit. I actually never, I always heard of it, but I never actually really ever used it. And John, the fact that you can still remember it, and when was the last time you probably actually used it? Years. <laughs> Didn't we try to play Contra somewhere? I guarantee that's that's the one. Like I know, I know, Gradius is kind of the one that everyone. Well, Gradius is probably I think one of the ones where it originated. But Contra, I think, is the one where everyone knows it from. Yeah, you must just think of it as the Contra code. I mean, that's right. Infinite lives, right? I can remember the first time that I played that. And if I remember right, it's been so long, but I think to get two player to get 30 lives or whatever it is, is different than it may be like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, you know, B, A, something, something to get like 30 with the two. Two player I thought was different, but I remember the first time that someone showed me that that's what you could do with Contra. Like we stayed up all night, just like playing Contra. Like we'd beat it and we go play, you know, oh, we got fired up, play another round. Like it was so much fun. Yeah. That game was, unless you were a pro, you know, as a kid, you're not getting through Contra without, without that. Nope. It's almost a requirement to play the game. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I think I didn't ever, I, I think I ended up using it with the super Contra. Really? I didn't know it worked on that. I think it did. I can't remember. I, I played a lot of Super Contra, my friend. We'd see how long it'd take us to beat the game. We'd, like, we'd, we'd see like if we could beat it in a certain amount of time. I think what was great about the Konami Code, though, that it actually has reached my kids in a weird way. Yes! Matt, you probably had this because our kids are the same age. But they make a code, uh, what is it, from Play, uh, Play Cool or Play School, I think it's toys. that the game them had. Fisher Price or yeah, one Fisher of those. Pri- uh, Fisher Price is it look? Uh, you know, it looks like an Xbox controller. But if you go up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, a uh, b a, it automatically it'll play a special uh, tune and says you win. <laughs> I this- thought that like whoever was a developer or whoever like said, hey, I need this in here. That's brilliant because any parent is like, I wonder. I wonder, and it's like, wow. Some websites have it. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember all the listing. I can't remember which ones do, but like certain websites are set up so that if you go in, you punch in up, up, that you know, punch in the code, it'll do something on the website. I think because you figure have for a these bit. people that make these products that we're out buying, they're all dorks like us. Mm-hmm. So you know, the first time you give them the power to create a product, they're saying, "Yeah, you know, this Konami code was so big in my, in, you know, I'm just gonna slip that in and see if somebody notices." And it's like it, it's it's made its way into like everything. Yeah. Now I'm actually I want to see this. 
What websites <laughs> uses Konami code? What do you he think? does it on Zencaster and shuts us down. Uh, <laughs> no, Zencaster is fixed. Zencaster is fixed. Jeanette. Uh, Alexa does it. I know Alexa does it because I, I recited it to Alexa one time. Siri does it. BuzzFeed does it. Oh, Nick Dom does it. Don't know what that is. Dueling Analog, CSS Line, Pornhub. God, I, I <laughs> hope that is. <laughs> you just imagine just like <laughs> X Hamster or something like that. <laughs> Going to the Forbidden Zone. <laughs> you, you're like, the, oh, shit, shit. The stuff you'd get on a porn site typing in the Konami code. <laughs> That's 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 the the backroom stuff. That's that's the stuff they keep behind the saloon doors. Yeah. The back- <laughs> that's a, that's the stuff they keep behind the beaded curtain. Backroom <laughs> of the backroom. But the fact that, that that code has you know reached that far, that's amazing. Still, that's yeah. Everybody used it, man. Everybody played something related to that back in the nineties. Yeah, definitely. I had a couple other codes that that were resonated with me. What codes? Other codes resonated with you. Uh, Doom. Do you guys Ooh. remember the codes for Doom? No, but we—I I remember we used, had to use God. Uh, the God. That's code it. Playback. God mode. God yeah. mode. I I D D Q D I D D K F A. Like you typed them in, it was like bam, bam, two codes. Like I D D Q D was God mode. I D D I D K F A was like all the weapons, all keys. I think that's it. All weapons, all keys. I mean, you just you you fire it up and like those those. I don't know, my fingers remember what to hit. Didn't they use it on <laughs> Wolfenstein too? Wasn't that the same one for Wolfenstein? I don't know. I know it was like Doom hmm. Doom One, Doom Two had it. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't too many. I only use. I didn't have a computer at growing up really until like my high school. So I never played computer games unless it was on my friend's house. But he's like, "Oh, you're dying quite a bit here," and like you do. He just he literally just like type it right in real quick, quick. I'm like, huh? He's like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Now you just blast off and not die. I'm like, oh, okay, fun. I go <laughs> off this plane. Like, ah, ooh, beer's kicking in. He's uh, done. <laughs> I need, to, I need to get, gain uh, tolerance. Uh, <laughs> the Fosters, get the Fosters. Uh, I'll do one. Do it, man. Am I gonna? Do I have to do it? Uh, yep. For Dan, I'll do it. Jump into Game Genie. Matt, in the chat, you were talking about some legal uh, things that were going on. What I didn't realize, and I've got to adjust my notes, but I didn't realize all the cheat devices that we know of today, they're all from Britain. They're all British companies. That's their origin. Like, all of them. Hmm. Well, they- Nick, what are your thoughts on the, on the, on the British and their cheat devices? Mm, hi Matt. You you have made some comments that I don't I, I'm curious what your thoughts are about good old Great Britain and its legacy of cheating. You know that Doctor Who show is really great. <laughs> 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 and the tutors, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Downtown Abbey, I mean, you got me there. (laughs) What? Where is this going? (laughs) Nowhere. Because I'm not going to get anything out of me about it. John, before we climbed on tonight, Nick had some choice words, choice words for the British. You know, so, I'm just going to throw some repeat- more tea into the tea into the the water, <laughs> the there. harbor, the harbor. All right, man. What what what? You got some disdain for the Brits for? Huh? I had no disdain. I'm actually a Brit file, so uh, I had no disdain. I just made an off cuff uh, comment just because I wasn't thinking. Figures that you put your foot in your mouth at least once a day. Well, that's why I couldn't click record fast enough. It was all those things that got in here. As soon as you jumped on, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm losing prime Nick. I wonder if it will ever top the jade egg, but it probably won't. No, no, nothing could ever top that. That was back no. when we cared about our lives and uh, the consequences of what we say. And now we're just old, jaded, sick of life. We don't care. Gwyneth Paltrow. Stinky candles. Stinky candles. So, no. So, Game Genie, right? Uh, Game Genie. Game Genie was made by this company named Codemasters, which they're involved in. I think they made a lot of games over there. I think Codemasters is, to the British, is a well-known name. Um, It doesn't really ring a bell to us here. So they created the game Genie, and it was sold under under multiple names. And I don't know if Cold Ma- Codemasters sold it over there. I know up in the the uh, I think Camerica was an was another company that had the, the license, and they made unlicensed Nintendo games, I believe. I gotta check this, but for some reason, I think like Chiller, that weird shooter game I was telling you guys about on NES, was through Camerica. But don't quote me on that. But either way. Uh, Galoob was the one who was That's the who, one who was uh, licensed to sell it in the United States. Yeah, and you know we know them from I believe Galoob made Micro Machines. I think that's their claim to fame is you know other other toys. It's also so, a good game for the Sega. Great game. You get to plug in the thing into the into the cart. Multi, yep. It has like a port on it. So Galoob got into some trouble with Nintendo over the creation of this because you got to remember Nintendo. Um, I'll just come out and say it. Nintendo was a bunch of dickheads back in the day, and they still are. To be fair, they're they're they've gotten worse. They've they're they're you know great product, terrible evil company. You know they're just they're assholes. Yeah. So they went and so the game genie was announced in like I think it was like May of 1990, and then weeks later, days later, Nintendo sues Gloob says this as a derivative work claims copyright Gloob wins there was a there was a there was a phase in this whole thing where you could not buy a game genie in the US they just ran a bunch of ads apparently Gloob won their case with in, in Canada so there was this big like thank you Canada campaign they had where if you wanted a game genie you had to buy it so so <laughs> fast, you know, this has been a great episode to break Paul on he could talk about how the Canadians right? saved our cheating ability but so Nintendo lost. They were ruled that it was not a derivative work. Uh, and I think mm. the idea behind that was it's if they were selling a modded copy of like, say, Mario 1, right. you know, that would be a derivative work. But in this case, the Game Genie is useless without the cartridge you've already paid for and the system. You know, it's no different than if just, you know, someone else is getting into the code, editing their own thing. 
So Nintendo had to pay Galoob something like $16 million for the fact that they stopped them from from selling for, I think it's like over the course of a year. So fuck you, Nintendo. Yeah, they got got kicked hard, didn't they? Well, you know who didn't get kicked hard? Who? Nick's friends at Sega. Because Sega for the win. Sega came on board and they said, not only are we not going to fight you on this thing, but we'll license it. Sega, Sega gave it the old stamp of approval. Good job, Game Genie. Their only request was that they didn't want Game Genie to edit, uh, to do any work with games that had save files. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but John, I know later in the episode, we want to talk about game-breaking glitches that allowed us to cheat. Uh, one in yeah. particular you had. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why is because let's say you've got little Timmy and he's dicking around with these... Um, you know, these codes, and we can talk a little bit about how how the Game Genie works as a whole. Well, Timmy does something that corrupts the save file. You know, if, if it saves to, I got to wonder if it's because the parents are going to have to get into the cartridge and rip the battery out and solder the battery back on in order to erase all the corrupted saves. I'm wondering if that's why Sega did that. So Sega was ahead of the game on this one. There was yeah. a Game Genie on, on Genesis. There was a Game Genie on the Game Gear. Fully licensed. Good for Sega. Good job. Yeah. <clears throat> now, Matt, what if I told you that the Game Genie was not the first peripheral device to help you cheat? Well, tell system. me more. So, <clears throat> doing some research, and I didn't know this. I thought literally Game Genie was literally the first of its kind. But... There's actually the Commodore had something called the freezer cartridge or had a freezer car. Yeah. Freezer cartridges. And then Atari had something called the Darth Vader. All right. I want to hear about the Darth Vader. Tell me. Yes, that. Please. I mean, it, it utilized the, uh, the prom chip inside of the blank cartridge. And it pretty much did something actually, which the same device before these called the multi-face which was developed by Romantic Robot. <laughs> and you would connect it onto the expansion for a, a device, uh, the system called Spectrum. I've never heard of it, Matt. You probably, you're Wait, more is this, the, is this the British thing? Is this a British? I think so. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, I'll, yeah. The ZX Spectrum? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Brits have been doing it for a while. They're, they're, they're all cheating assholes. That's um, that, that <laughs> freezer cartridge that you talked about. That was made by Daytel, and they're a British company. Yeah. I mean, it did pretty much exactly the same thing that uh, what we were talking about earlier, Poke did, mm-hmm. where it kind of let them go in and rewrite the code, you know, just a little bit easier. So that's so there's actually devices before Game Genie that did it. That blows, that, that blows my mind. Yeah. That's impressive, man. Those are some dedicated people because that is not easy stuff. No, not at all. And I think like, okay, what do we want to do? Let's make this fun. But I'm just trying to think like for like Atari, like what do you have a chief for? Like what type of chief? Like <sighs> I'd say similar things to the Nintendo, right? More lives, yeah. shoot yeah. faster, you know? Yeah. Well, they had Missile like a, there, there was a device that also, a peripheral that had like an auto shoot on it, like a joystick with auto shoot. Yeah, rapid fire, and that was the other thing that like to help cheat and help the ghost for those fight those games. So it was kind of remember, nifty. Yeah, missile command, dude. You could have used bigger like blast radius. That pissed me off about that game. 
<laughs> where you had to where you had to shoot the missiles that were coming at you and the freaking like thing that you when you were shooting them down it was a tiny little dot and that yeah that would have come in handy i was i quit many times in that game because it pissed me off one of the things um do you guys know how how game genie and these other things work well game genie goes in and just rewrites puts a rewrite a code in there doesn't it yeah, it, it's basically like an intermediary. Like it works in between the game cartridge and the system itself. So what happens is like when you plug your cartridge into the game genie and then you plug the game genie into the system, I'm just thinking about the, the NES. It gives you the opportunity at the start to punch in the codes. And those are basically like locations where certain things are stored when the game's running it, like, like memory locations. So like if you have one life and it's because it's all machine code. If you have one life that's stored in a certain place, you fire up yeah. the game. The game genie just says, okay, well, I'm going to intercept. I'm going to look for this. And when this happens, I'm going to replace it with this. So, you know, that's how you're able to punch in. I, I think game genies codes, if I remember right, they're just a collection of different letters that aren't confusing. And I yep. think they're just swapped out for hexadecimal code. I think is all that is. It's just, they made it like a is very easy to find. P is very easy. You know I mean? Like letters that, Right. You're not going to confuse zero and O. How did they know? Did they have the source code for these games? No, I think they had people that just dicked with it. Because once you find like once you find the location, like I know, you know, here's where I'm going to find lives. And it may be because they can they've had some way with a computer to observe things are changing. You know, these values are changing. Here's the location. Once you find the location, it's just a matter of saying, well, I'm going to play around with this. You know, I'm going to tweak this one thing. Okay, well, that made me get two lives versus one. Yep. How do I get three? That's how a lot of people, like, you could almost make your own code. Because, like, once right. if you once if you find something, change it just a little bit. See what it does. A lot of times it just crashes. Yeah, or it won't start. Because I remember, like, if I didn't put in the right code or enter in something wrong, the game wouldn't start yeah. properly. I remember that there used to be a code for... You had to put in first slot so you could enter in other codes. Yeah, hmm. some had a double string, some of the codes. Yeah, right. I, could, I could go dig out the Game Genie manual and see, like... Go get it! Oh, God, it's it's tucked away. It would take me oh, forever. Oh, you had it early. That was, the super, that was the regular. I'm talking Super, which I think got tattered in my, in my house, so it's probably in pieces somewhere. But I think if... Nick, you might have to... to and I didn't look this up, I swear. It's DC9C E4D8 is Final Fantasy III um, Unlimited Money. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're saying, right off the top of your head, you yep. remembered the Final Fantasy Unlimited Money from mm-hmm. Game Genie. You can you can double check me, but I think that's it. Well, fucking am I have to. That's how much you cheated. That's how yeah. much you fucking cheated. Okay. Come on, man. You know how hard that game was to beat as a nine-year-old? <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't know because I kept renting it and then people That's kept like, erasing my saves. This for the, is this for the SNES? SNES Wait. Final Fantasy III. Well, John, what was the number again? DC9CE4D8. On the money. Yes. You found it? Yeah. Holy shit. Get the maximum amount of gold was the code. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Now, one thing that that 
we should mention about the Super Nintendo one, and I don't know why this is the case. It's the same exact thing with um. You guys have seen honeybee adapters? Have you ever seen that that no. peripheral? It's a it's an adapter that you can plug in rather than going into your Super Nintendo and clipping the little tabs in the back so you can play Famicom Super Famicom games on it. It's the same thing. They just have different shaped cartridges. You could buy this adapter called the Honeybee, which allows you to play Super Famicom games on your Super. But it only works with games that don't have special chips because it doesn't have the pins on the side to do the chip pins. Well, that's the same problem that the Game Genie has. So like hmm. Mario RPG, Yoshi's Island, um, what the hell else is Mega Man X2 and X3? None of those are compatible with the Game Genie because Game Genie is not compatible with those that have the side pins. You That's only, right. Huh. It doesn't have anything. It doesn't have anything to run the pass yeah, through those pins. It. Yeah. Hmm. And I guess later games would prevent you from doing it. They came up with ways to find out if you were dicking around with these things and and you know going through checksums and they would prevent you. Like I thought, I thought Donkey Kong Country was one that had a way of detecting it and then was it was yeah. it something that nintendo's like hey you guys are developing this game for us we don't want to work with game genie oh yeah because N- nintendo did not like it nintendo i mean i'm sure paying 16 million dollars to somebody because you're trying to stomp them out because you're nintendo probably stung a little bit so you know can't have cheating yeah. can't have a bunch right. of johns running around had a game to you for my uh, NES, for my uh, Super NES. I never had a Sega uh, Game Genie, though. The, the only the only console where it was like legitimately approved, the one you didn't have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had I had it for everything else, but I did not have it for that at all. Um, you want to hear a fun story? Yes. Fun story. Go, go, John. I have a Game Genie for the NES that I have never used. Don't like is yeah. it is it like it's box and everything? No, it's it's out. It was in a, a yard sale find by my dad because he would still like he he got me the the Nintendo. He got me a regular Nintendo after the Super Nintendo. He found it and there were some games with it, and I would play it sparingly. But I I kind of neglected it for the Super after like a year. And he still found stuff here and there, and he found a Game Genie with the manual intact. Ooh. And I honestly could say I've never used it. Well, hold on. I'm going to stop you. Maybe you should use it, and here's why. Uh, two reasons. One, you suck at old games, so you need it. <laughs> so when we add NES, some NES games back to the list, you're going to need it. And two, you were complaining that your pins on your NES are fucked, and you were going to boil them, like I was saying. Yep. You might not need to, because if, if they're all bent and stuff... So the way that the NES works, right? It's it's kind of like a they call it a zero insertion force. It's different than like the super the way the Super Nintendo pins. I'm French as hell, so I'm trying to explain this with my hands. I know my hands are not in frame. Um, like with the NES, <laughs> like with the NES, right? It, you know, it slides in, and then you push the the mechanism down, 
and it's designed so that the pins make contact with no insertion force. Well, the game genie, because it sticks out, um, they basically had to make it like a thicker board than what the NES was designed to handle. So you could potentially, if you had like a brand new NES, if you kept doing it, you'd eventually fuck up your NES because it would bend Mm. the pins down. You know, you know, a lot of people have like did this over and over and over. And the only way they get their NES to play stuff is if they use a game genie because their pins are all fucked. Well, your pins are already fucked. So take the game genie plug in and then run everything through the game genie. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that could work. I got excited. I have a solution that requires you to do no work. Do you just want me to play Faxanadu that I that I got last year? Yes. All right. What is your most used cheat code in your life? I never had a game genie. And then the same like you, Matt, I actually didn't really use a game genie. Oh, wait, no, I lie. I'm lying. I'm a sack of sherry now. <laughs> I yeah, used you told game- us you had one for every system. I thought you said on the, on the previous one. I, I, had one getting- yeah, I had a game genie for every system, but it doesn't mean I used it. My mom used the fuck out of it, especially for like, game she like i don't know how to do this so she like have it so she starts with like like john unlimited gold on a game or something i'm like oh okay well great job (laughs) um but i had a game shark what'd you have that for i had that for two systems oh actually do we have i think we have for three systems we had it for the playstation the original playstation I remember because you had to have put a disc in too. Oh, so you had one of the later model ones. Yeah, the fir- when they first came out. No, because it'd be later. I I, oh. I was under the assumption that when you have a PlayStation, like because that that generation's weird. The early game something somethings game. I think it was Game Shark. It might have been Pro Action Replay. You'd plug into the expansion port in the back. Yeah. Yep. I had one of those, but I think you had to use a disc too. You had to use a disc too. We yeah. maybe that's for the maybe that's for the PS2. One of the systems we, mm. I remember we had a, a disc uh, cheat disc as well. <laughs> There's a cheat disc as well. I remember we had one of those. I could be just blurring at lines. But we had it for the PlayStation, and I had it for my Game Boy Color. And I used it for. I remember I ended up using it for uh, one of the Pokemon games. And I think I remember I ended up screwing up my file, actually. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, that happens. Or, like, it didn't always work either. Or it randomly worked. So. Hmm. I don't know. And I'm trying to do some mental math here. So it's either um, Warcraft 2, the, the code for um, getting rid of the, the fog of war. And like the map and opening up the map, or it has nothing to do with video games whatsoever. And because I saw it on YouTube and it was like, shit, man, 2009, back when YouTube was cool and you could find dumb tricks on there. It's for a vending machine. And you push (laughs) and you push the fourth button. Like the old ones when it was all vertical selection and they had the round button. Yeah. Um, you push the fourth button, you push the second button, you push the third, and you push the first. And it lets you into the menu. And on the like some models, you could select, you could go cycle through and select vend. But 
the majority of the time it just showed you the sales. Like it showed you what was there, like what was left. So when guys would go to refill them, they could check before they opened it up. And since I traveled for work for like two years and I was in hotels all the time, I did it to every fucking vending machine that I came across. How often did it work? It worked once. I like how One your time. most used cheat code is to steal things from vending machines in real life. Yep. Not even a video game. And I worked one time in South Carolina in middle of fucking nowhere. And I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> what did you get out of it? What was it? Coke. Just Coca-Cola. Old, you know, didn't have a lot going on in where well, I don't remember where I was. But yeah, so that or it was on screen in Warcraft 2. I remember using my little code book a lot. Um I don't know why, and I'm going to add it to our list, you know, add it to my unfulfilled promises. You know, maybe we'll get to this game in 2023, but there's a game, um, Little Nemo, the Dream Master for NES. Oh, I've heard that's a bitch. It's a Capcom game. It is, in fact, a bitch. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I would always punch in the different level select codes. I'd use my little book and and, and do that. That was, that may be my most used. I, I liked that game an awful lot as a kid. Uncle had that one. Yeah. Wasn't that a movie? Little Nemo? Yeah. Yeah, it was Finding a movie. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Um, so let's see what, what else? else What else we've got for devices and things. Um, I had the Game Shark for the Game Boy. Also, barely remember using it, but it's in there somewhere, you know? Well, so that Game Shark cool. came on the field and kind of repla- replaced, ultimately replaced Game Genie for the yeah. next gen. What's yeah? What's weird about that, Nick, is that, like Game Genie just died. Like I don't, they, they discontinued him in like '97, and they didn't go on. I mean, really, it was Pro Action Replay and Game Shark, you know, over here that were the, what took. And no one else was really competing in that space. And I guess there's some differences into it. So reading here, that <clears throat> Game Shark was preloaded with four thousand preloaded codes. Uh, codes could be entered, but unlike Game Genie, codes were saved in the onboard flash memory of the cart or the item. And so you wouldn't have to re-enter. So, but the thing is, Game Genie tried to make a Game Genie 2 for the SNES in mid-1993. Yeah. But ultimately, no Game Genie devices were released by Codemasters for the fifth gen fifth generation consoles so for the n64 for there um i would have to think as time went on it probably ooh, got was revived. a lot harder what's it that got revived yeah hyperkin i think owns it yep. now i just would think there's a lot more going on in a 64 game than an old nes or genesis or something like that you know playstation or something like that you know you're moving a lot of data i've got to think yeah. it's a lot harder I'll I'll say that Game Genie for the Game Boy, that's a th- chunky mama. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> walking around with that on the on the bus. <laughs> that is huge. That's what she said. <laughs> well, I guess the Game Genie 2 was supposed to have the ability to select sco- uh, codes. So you didn't have to enter anything in. It was all built in right there. Well, that takes the fun out of it. 
Well, you think oh, if you had to go into if you had to go and you're like, oh, I have to go back to the game genie, retype it in. It's just like select go, select go. Let's go. Well, I wonder if they right. got the pins sorted out. You know, I wonder if you could play if they had other things that they could do. You know, Star Fox. That'd be cool to have some Star mm-hmm. Fox cheats. I mean, the, the the big thing too is like, yes, you can cheat with these, but you can also do just some batshit insane like weird stuff. Like I remember in Mario Three, there was this weird thing where everywhere you ran, a platform would appear. Like donut lifts would fall on. Like weird glitch looking donut lifts. And when you stop moving, the donut lift would just like drop to the ground. And there was mm. another weird one, where, like all the, you know, like the backgrounds um, with like the little bushes that would cause you to fall through the ground if you ran past one of them. <laughs> like just crazy. This There's like a couple of things that they figured out how to make the, um, you know, like the background, how it's like, you know, the nice, you know, kind of pastel blue. Yep. Yeah. It would flash pink and blue and this like seizure inducing like. Oh, dude. They had some crazy codes. Well, I think some of the codes, I think for those, like, because we had a, we had a special round where I did the Game Genie code or not. Like, start with one life and stuff like that. I think, because their ad was like, play the way you want it, you know, customize it, make it like for you. So you think someone that was like, I don't want to pl- I want to see if I can get through all of Mario with one life. Yep. It was a way to kind of also test how good a gamer you are. Like some of those like ones that you're like, Oh, why do hard I have a death? Mode. Why do you want a death set? Well, you know, maybe the game doesn't have, have a, like a hard mode. Like you said, John, maybe it yeah. just, it's just like, you know, there's just one mode. I'm like, well, I want to see how good I am. You know, I'll have it. So I can't <laughs> go above one life. There was oh, a yeah. code on Mario world that, you know, like the, the levels, I think it was Mario world where the, the flying fish pop up from the ground. You have to run by them. Every level had flying fish. So, I mean, like, exactly what you're saying, Nick. Like, how hard would that be? Like, if you've beaten Mario World 50,000 times, that would be a challenge to beat the entire yeah. game with flying fish attacking you. You know, you like get low, more- low jump, too. You know, you jump short. That's got to prevent you from actually beating levels. Low jump. Well, you no, think. you probably, you, you want to probably save your, like, your feather or something to keep yourself mm. to do that. So, you might use, you might be more. Uh, apt to use some of the special stuff in there like okay I'm gonna ha- have to have the feather for this event because I can't jump more than X okay know? some of these weren't in the game genie manual no and did you read about the subscription you could have no dude what so that? they kept they kept working they kept coming up like you figured these people are just dicking around with these games right dude they kept yeah. finding more and more codes because again if you just found a place in the memory and you tweaked it a little bit that's a new code you know so you could sign up for a subscription and then if they found more codes, they'd send them to you. You know, I think GamePro had a thing where you could have like a section of Game Genie codes. You know, they, they tell you, you know, how to do this, this, this and this. So, I mean, they kept it going, you know, which, which is pretty cool. Like, you know, how cool that be to have like your little Game Genie manual. And then like one yeah. day you open up the, the thing and like, oh, here's some more codes, you know, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yep, I see a game. There's references to the game pro right here. I forgot. I might have I, to go fire that up now and like try out some of these Mario glitches. It's just what a different world. I, I don't know. I just the culture behind this is just so different than anything nowadays. I mean, I guess now we have all the codes in front of us. You you can go to gamegenie.com and find all the codes people found. There's like a repository for it. But but imagine finding out a new code. Like you know, you're just sitting around and you discover you've made the game work crazy. Like how exciting that would be. 
You know, it's like you're yeah. a goddamn magician. So Game Shark made for was made for the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Micro, which is probably just a Game Boy Advance one. The DS apparently, N64. They made it for the GameCube, PSP, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, Sega Saturn, Dreamcast, Xbox. So, and what else were there? Everything's out of the UK. I'm sorry, I'm looking at all, like, all these different ones. And they're all, let's see. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the brands, I can tell you. I've got, I mean, Game Genie's own, was owned by Codemasters initially. Yeah. Pro Action Replay was owned by Daytel. And I want to say Daytel did all the Pro Action stuff over there. Over here, Game Shark was basically Pro Action Replay re- rebranded by, I think it's Interact. And then mm-hmm. eventually it was sold to Mad Cats. I think Mad Cats is the one that owns the Game Shark brand now. Yep. But yeah. all these cheap <laughs> devices, they all came they all came from Britain. I don't remember what my turbo controller for the super brand is. But I cheated with that, man. Mega Man, uh Final Fantasy III, um, Super Turrican. I used that a lot. You just flick the thing to sh- to rapid fire the whole time. So <laughs> it's funny you say that, John. I had, <clears throat> for, I would plug in, me and my friend would, for uh, Pokemon like blue or uh, red, remember how you go and you go gambling with the slot machines? Yeah. <clears throat> we would put on, we plug that in with a Super Game Boy, plug in um, the actual Super, the Super Pad, the Joy Cup Pad, the Fighting Pad. Oh, yeah. And it had a turbo function on one of them. So we would literally turn the turbo function on, click it, and let it go for a couple hours and walk away and would come back with the full amount of 999 uh, coins yep. so we can just buy the fucking Porygon. <laughs> that that was um, Final Fantasy 3. John, did you ever take down on a controller river. on that one in the river? Luke and I got up to level 54 by leaving it on overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We did the turbo. My, I got that, and he's like, "We need to try this." So we did it. We left it going, and we made sure that nobody like touched the TV for a while. Oh my god! Yeah. Reminded me of something of uh, something else that was very, very popular and cheating. Um, before we get into other stuff, what are you guys' thoughts on screen looking? We developed a, a Backstreet Bong, uh, Backstreet Song ripoff. A Backstreet Bong. <laughs> Sorry, Backstreet. Hey, so <laughs> we had a friend. So, and my other friend will probably pop on here. His name is Nick as well. He'll probably join us for episode. But we'd be playing Halo, Call of Duty, whatever. It'd be a first-person shooter. And, you know, this is before we were actually doing... We all had our own device. We all afford, you know, our own system or we were bringing our own systems over. So we'd be playing... I think it was... 
We're playing one of the called the one of the earlier Call of Duty games. I think it was like Call of Duty Three. And we have this friend named this friend uh, Chris, and he would always screen look. And when we knew this, because every time we'd be sniping, he would duck right before we like, shoot. So I remember <laughs> my friend Nick and Colin. Would do, I think it's either a backstreet or instinct. Like, Chris, you're always screen looking <laughs> when I like this. Isn't that like one of the melodies of one of the boy band songs? And they actually got to the point where they, I think they did a, almost a full version of the song <laughs> about him screen looking and dodging uh, every time. Modified songs are my favorite. Matt, so, Matt used to do that a lot. I sang everything and every everywhere I went. I remember that. That's good. Screen looking is definitely cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why online play is better, you know? Um, you really can't... I mean, it, it's only in, like, first-person shooters. You know, Mario Kart, I don't know. You can see if somebody's coming up behind you. doesn't really... Doesn't give you advantage because you have the ability to kind of look behind you as well. You just have to press like one of the like the rear view. Uh, yeah, or button. you can see an item that someone has, I guess. Like if they have a blue shell. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, go- <laughs> it goes back to my dad's theory, right? You know. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't allow you to do yeah. it if it was. You know, it's not cheating if they allow you to do it. I mean, you can see the screen. I remember yeah. we used to play Halo. Like we'd have big like six, sixteen player matches. Oh, we did. He did that in Halo too. Like oh, we used to beat my each friend, other up my on friend, that friend, stuff, dude. My friend Nick would just be like, like, what was it? Chris was like, you're not mad at me. He's like, no, I have accepted the fact that you're cheating, fat fucking shit. <laughs> and oh I'm gonna, man, and, and I'm going to kill you one way or another. Be it now, I'll have to use something else to do it because you're always screen looking. I, I like the insults that were hurled. Like when someone was a, like being called a screen looker, that was serious. Like they offend, like your honor was on the line. Like I can remember my, my buddy Pat. Like he'd always just be like screaming his head off. It's like Randy, you screen looking fuck. Your mom's a whore. Like you could hear the whole house. <laughs> like the whole house. They'd be like all six, 16 of us like playing, and we knew Randy was screen looking because Pat's calling his mom a whore like, every time. Oh man, my sophomore year roommate who um, was kind of a wild guy and never really played video games. I had the Xbox and I brought it and I had my TV and I'd set up in, in on the dorms. It was great because you could just plug right in to the Ethernet and, and boom, you could play against whoever on the whole campus. And I started doing that and he's like, hey, can I play? And so like I, I kind of – well got him to the point at Halo where he was competent and he was so mad. Cause like I was all right, but like playing against those guys online on the campus, it made you better. Cause everybody was good. Yep. And I when it was just, I bet you guys played against my friend, Nick. Cause he probably, probably, he, pro- probably. He, had ex- he had his Xbox up there. Yeah. And, and so you guys he, were at the, he was at school at the same time. So yeah, he got so mad cause he thought I was screen looking. He went and bought his own TV and Xbox. Have you seen the pictures of people taping things like taping things to this like cardboard thing so that you physically can't, sc- you know, one person's got the blanket and he's looking at the top of the screen. The other person's <laughs> below the blanket. So we would, would because oh. right, like if we do quarter screens, like where we're all four playing us, mm-hmm. we'll be playing. We'd make sure like maybe like it'd be hard. We put the person like 
we wouldn't say, uh, you know, we put someone on one side of the TV. So it made it a little bit more difficult for them to kind of look peer over. That way our teammates would be like right off the side. It's just funny what we did to just kind of prevent the screen looking. Yeah. Those were the days, man. Yeah. Those were the days. But every time like you'd hear like, it was funny too as well, is like in Call of Duty, you would hold your breath when you had a snipe. <gasps> yeah. And immediately my friend would duck. As soon as he heard, <laughs> heard the breath, you just duck. He's like, oh, <laughs> my other friend was like, damn it, Chris, quit fucking looking at my screen. Those were the days, man. Um, Glitches. Do you guys want to talk glitches? Oh, well, wait. I'm trying to think if I ever really used any. I, I know of one that I used. Nick, I guarantee you used it. I we know okay, you guys it. talk about glitches because I don't know if I used it really. I can't remember using any. Nick, you Pokemon, had to have the dude. missing no. You had to have done the missing oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the no way. Glitch. Oh, that, yeah. That one, one was huge. I had uh, unlimited master balls. Yep. Unlimited that was. Ma- I had all the balls. Yes, you did. The, 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 the <laughs> reason the why can- all the balls and all the rare candies, just load them up. Well, you had to catch the birds. The birds were a pain in the ass to catch. I can't remember the three uh, Articuno, and I can't remember the other ones, but they Articuno, were a pain in the Zapdos, ass to catch. And Moltres. It's a bitch. You need a master ball, but you need the master ball to catch Mewtwo. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Ultra ball, Ultra ball, Mewtwo. No, dude, cheat. That's the answer. Fucking cheat. Cunts. Cunts. Fly, fly to, I can't remember the name of the city. Talk to the old man. Fly I, down and around. Fly down, go down uh, to the island oh, and go yeah, up swim. and down the coast. Yep. I watched why it did that. There's a whole video that explained like the, the dynamics of that. It's like when, when that old man demonstrates how to catch the Weedle, it's not what the game's doing is it's swapping you and it's swapping like the naming data and the location data. So hmm. what it expects you to do is to go into grass and I guess it resets the values when you go to fight something like you're back. It doesn't plan for the fact that you're going to the island. You shouldn't be doing that yet. Yeah, you go and to Cinnabar sh- Island. Yeah, and you shouldn't be able like I guess the the edge of the island, like the edge tiles can are are places where you can generate Pokémon, but other places can't. Like something gets the switch gets fucked up. So the way that the old man loads the old man when the old man loads his data into you, um, <laughs> it stays it stays there. You know, Je- insert Jeffrey Epstein joke. So, Ooh. <laughs> but the game goes and tries to load the stuff, and I guess the uh, the old man data is still sitting there, so it causes it to fuck up. So when it's loading the levels, it it, it goes into like crazy town where it's like I'm gonna try to load something that can't load. And it loads the missing number. Hmm. And for some random batshit reason, I have no idea why it affects the sixth item in your in your in your pack. Um, you get oh, is one hundred twenty eight. You get unlimited, whatever it is. It's just it's you get a ton. And so that's how you get. Did it fuck up your game too? It fucked up it your could. picture. It fucked up your picture when you went through the elite four, if I remember right. So there's different images of the missing note. There's one of the two ske- two skeletons of Kabutops. 
and uh, what's the other one? Uh, trying to look at it. Aerodactyl and the ghost. Then the typical one you see, like the the um, almost looks like a random QR code. Yeah, that's the and one I know. One, the, that's the like one the I always saw. With a corner taken out. Yeah. And then there's one that looks like this. I think this other image. I'm trying to look at it. It's on Bulbapedia. Apparently, it. Uh, see through. Uh, stupid. But apparently, it actually had a registered. It was actually it had type. What type is wow. missing? No ghost. It's a bird. No, uh, so in because it worked. This this worked into both red and blue, as well as yellow, and is a bird normal or normal nine 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 in yellow. See, and I know. So I thought I actually, if you caught it, said it, you fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to catch it. Um, I thought like. There was a, a other myth, and I kind of saw this on the on one of the social medias that missing knows data is actually in there. Is actually one of the uh, Pokemon that you'd find in the second generation. I'm trying to see know. if that's I'm trying to confirm it. False or so. Hmm. I see John like feverishly looking at his phone right now, and all I can think of is he's looking to find out how he did that other glitch that I was thinking of. Yep. I think the the one that I have the most experience with is in Final Fantasy three, and it is technically the the sketch glitch. So if you use Realm and you paint someone that's invisible, and there's like a couple little creatures that this happens on. It could do a whole list of things, and it it's going to give you a lot of stuff in your inventory. Like it can it can set you up for the whole game. Like it gives you a ton of stuff, um, random items that you you know. There's a a one off of in the game, or it can freeze it, or I think it can wipe the entire cartridge. And I don't think I I actually did the sketch glitch. I think I had a cartridge that the something was wrong with it. And because I remember this, I, I sat down on my beanbag chair too hard (laughs) and the Nintendo, like the Nintendo blipped for a second and then it came back and I had all that stuff. So the, the glitch happened without that. Matt, I don't know if that, that happened to you at all. No, the, the, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure you told me to do the sketch glitch once because I was playing on an emulator and you didn't tell me what it would do. <laughs> so I just was like, okay, you, like, you just try it. Just try it. And I was just stupid. I'm like, fine, I'll try it. All these like weird graphics start like raining down through the screen. And it's like, what the fuck is going on with this thing? Like it goes nuts. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't get any items. I think it turned. Did it turn all my items to like zero or something? It did something really weird with my items. Gives you like ninety nine dirks in a <laughs> bunch of slots. Oh man! Yeah, it it was bizarre, and I remember it happened again, and like the Nintendo got hit, and the whole cartridge wiped on me. So it was <laughs> it was a risky move, but that that's my only experience with like a a game glitch. No, no. 
my kid kicked my Nintendo and ActRaiser deleted my save file. That's not really like a beneficial cheating glitch. That's just a glitch. That's like my, (laughs) I have the OG Super Nintendo that is very fragile. And like, if you, if you have any force on it, it just like shits itself. That's probably a good stopping point, though. I think we've covered hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this can devolve so quickly, and I think the youth and the gamers of this time will just not know the pleasures it was having these glitches, these codes, these, you know, the play. Like you said, Matt earlier, the pleasure of having a playground codes where you talked about games yeah that whole that whole culture's gone you know i was like we just spent i don't know what this is going to be when i finally cut it down but we spent at least an hour and we probably keep on going talking about cheating and you know in, in a lot of cases it's it's it was just like the stupid fun of of just taking a game that we played a bazillion times and then like doing something differently and i and i think that culture of like you know, maybe there's that kid that you never talked to at school, you know, but maybe he had a Nintendo power and he knew a code that you didn't like. You would talk to that kid, you know, yeah. like on the playground. I guess everyone was an equal during the age of codes. You know, S- someone's going to have some inf- like you all came together. Like You may, you know, maybe like the breakfast club scenario where you're all from like your different <laughs> walks of life, but you're all going to gather around to uh, to share codes and then go home and enjoy your games that way. I did this fatality. Oh yeah, fuck you. You did. I had a game. I, well, it's funny you say that, John. I actually had my friend had a Nintendo Power that had all the fatalities for Mortal Kombat Two, and it was like a it was a sheet that you could tear off and you could cut up. And I just remember just going hours just practicing my favorite character Sub Zeros. Next time we'll have one of these in between episodes, we'll talk about Nintendo Power. I think Nintendo Power would be a fun one. Did you guys all have Nintendo Power? My friend did. I um, I had some from a friend. Like, I'd, I'd trade him stuff, like Pogs or whatever, for his old copies that he was done with. So I had I had a couple copies. I think they're gone now, but I never subscribed. I, I might have bought a couple here and there. I don't know about you. I had a subscription... And I turned many of the page. Now they're all, they're worth money now. They're all like collectors' items. A lot of these fetch for some money. And I I wanted Mega Man Pogs, and I turned a lot of my Nintendo Power into Pogs because they had the Pog making kit. The most '90s fucking sentence I've ever said, where I cut my Nintendo Powers and made Pog with them. Oh, Dude, I used to rip brutal. out all the posters. Brutal. I used to have all the posters on my wall and everything. Did you hang up. You hung them up. Hung them up. Like there's like Metroid. All the more posters. Hang, yep. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. That's my next find. I'm waiting for a Goodwill to have one of those, like a, a stock of Nintendo Pros or Nintendo Powers. They'll have it. If I find it, that's gonna be me, right? That's gonna be you, Nick. So, do you wanna do you wanna take us out? So, follow us on all major. Hey, Matt. Actually, quick question. I know we're on, um, do you know if we're on Stitcher Radio? 
I need to check. I know we're on Spotify. I'll check Stitcher. I, I think we are. I think we're on all major ones, but I mean, I'm gonna blanket this. You know, follow us on all uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, be it Apple, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify, your mom's asshole. All right. Uh, at you know, Spin Dash Retro. Also follow us on Twitter at Spin Dash Retro, as well as uh, the good old IG Instagram at Spin Dash Retro. All right, well, you guys all take it easy. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any complaints, please write us. Actually, write John. He loves that shit. And if you have anything good to say, it's all about me and Matt. Remember that. Good deal. Thanks, guys. 